Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Farija from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 17 of The Art of Decluttering. Today, we'll be talking about decluttering and organizing your paperwork. Yay! (laughs) So, Amy, we have had so many requests to talk about paperwork. But this is a huge topic. Yeah, so listeners, I suggest you get comfortable. I'm, I'm guessing this podcast will go for about four weeks. Um, <laughs> and so get your loved ones to bring you meals, settle in, because we're going to go through every bit of paperwork in your house over the next, you know, 400 hours. What do you think? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. We don't want to do that to people? No. They don't want <laughs> to do that to themselves. <laughs> Uh, no, you're right. So what we will be doing, though, is going through some of the areas that are common in lots of homes. We won't be able to cover everything today, but Kirsty and I would do our best to get through as much as possible, um, and then we can do paperwork again another episode. Yay! So how much paperwork do you keep in your home, Amy? Uh, I'm so excited to tell you, not very much at all. Um, we have... Well, you know, you would be the same. You go into clients' homes and they've got the dreaded filing cabinet. Do you (laughs) see those kind of think, oh, no, we're going to have to go through that? And I have not yet found someone that genuinely needs a filing cabinet. What about you? Uh, Well, we actually use our filing cabinet for the purpose. (laughs) Yeah, but it is so not full. It's only, so we've got four drawers and the bottom two drawers, it's kept out in our garage. So the bottom two drawers are used for garage purposes. So we keep the sheets that cover the car (laughs) and we use for building forts uh, out there 
in the bottom two drawers and then the yes. top two drawers are for mementos and for the paperwork that you actually do need to keep, which is very little. Very little. So I love really all you've got is an um, expander folder kept in the garage because the rest is keeping other things. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I've got um, a little cube storage behind my desk and I've got one cube that's full of all my financials for the last seven years and that gets rotated. So every time a year is added in, the year that drops off the end gets thrown in the bin. Um, And then we've just got a little bit of paperwork for home and business and that's it. There is just so little that you need to keep. Completely and utterly agree. <laughs> now, I'm a complete nerd, though. Like, I love paperwork. I I draw the line at Centrelink forms, but pretty much any other form that comes across my desk, I am so happy to fill out. I've got some passport um, applications. Can you do them for me, please? Yes. Send them to Melbourne and I will do them for you because I genuinely <sighs> like, enjoy that kind of thing. I know it's nerdy and I'm embracing my nerddom, but filling out forms and oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. So if we think about the different types of paperwork that come into people's homes, I wrote down a list of about 20 things that I came up with in a matter of about 20 seconds. How about if I read through them and then you can add in some extras of the types of paperwork people might come across? Go for it. Okay, so I've got medical paperwork, scripts, referrals, schoolwork, bills, bank statements, investment and shares paperwork, property investment, insurance papers, car servicing and car manuals and car warranties, uh, warranties for products that you buy, school reports, contracts, quotes for works to be done, tax deductible receipts, sponsored children letters, sporting group contact lists, certificates, wills. That's my list so far. What have you got to add? Junk mail. Oh, I shouldn't say, oh, the reality is I love junk mail. <laughs> oh, we have a no junk mail notice on our... No. But yes. how do you know what Audi's selling? Oh, that's why we have that because I don't need to know what Audi's selling. In fact, I don't. I was having this exact conversation with my girlfriend yesterday about email subscriptions. Yes, and I actually don't subscribe to any fashion, which is yeah, probably obvious by the way I dress. <laughs> But I also, I just find that the more I subscribe, the more I let into my home, whether that be via email or via junk mail, the more I want to buy. Talking of junk mail though, I think it is really important to have an idea in your mind of what happens to junk mail when you do get it in the letterbox. So we get it. Um, And I don't look through everything. So I have three shops that I look at their junk mail catalogs for. One of those is Audi. One of those is Coles because that's who we shop through and one of those is Kmart just because I love Kmart. Um, so we bring the junk mail in and I pull out those three if they're there and everything else goes straight into the recycling bin. Those three sit on my desk for me to look at later that night and then they go straight in the recycling bin. So I think it's important for people to be really intentional about what happens with junk mail because otherwise what happens, it piles up in the kitchen bench with the great intention that you'll go through it but the reality is it might sit there for maybe a week. Even if it's just three days, that's a really annoying junk pile sitting there for no good purpose. See, I encourage people, and this is what I do, our bins are out the front of our house, ah, not so perfect. far away from our letterbox. So yep. even, as I said, we don't get junk mail. But the letters that come in, I open them as I'm walking up to my bin and I open the mail, put the envelopes straight in the bin, put 
junk mail that's disguised as a letter. Oh, I hate those. Straight in the bin. (laughs) That's annoying. Yes, Mr. MP. I do not need to hear your propaganda. Thank you. Unless I change my surname to homeowner, I don't want to open your letter. Yes. So they go straight in the bin. And unless yep. an envelope has an address that I haven't got in my phone, in the contacts, then that goes in the bin straight away too. I think that's a really clever idea. Um, our bins are nowhere near our front door, but uh, for clients that do have it there, I'm totally going to uh, steal your idea and recommend it to people. I think that's a brilliant way of processing and handling it and thinking about it. It also gives me three minutes where the kids are inside and I have peace and quiet outside. (laughs) Gold. (laughs) Absolute gold. When we're talking about going getting the mail, let's keep there for a minute. Um, I think opening the letters as soon as you get them is a really important habit for people to get into, Mm -hmm. regardless of if it's a bill or something you're going to have to deal with later or a letter from a sponsor child or a Christmas card. Whatever it is, I say to people, open it straight away. So first of all, you can dispose of the envelope that it came in. And then if it's got multiple pages, I say staple it together and then put it in what would be your in-tray. And we can talk about in-trays a little bit further. But um, do you find that being able to open something and then get rid of the wrapper straight away is important? Yes, exactly. And then I get rid of things that I don't need straight away. I make that decision as soon as I open the mail. Uh And I just want to encourage people that even if they're bills that you're scared of, you can imagine something is even scarier when you actually don't know what it is. So I have so many clients who don't open mail and I just think that that is letting something control you instead of Mm. you controlling it. So, and I know that that's really hard when it could be a bill that you have no idea how you're going to afford to pay that bill. Uh. But at least when you see the bill and you see the number, you can acknowledge it and then start figuring out how you're going to pay that. Whereas you might be imagining a water bill that is 10 times the size of what it actually is. So please, please, please work on your fear and work on not letting other things control you. Uh, That's a great tip, Kirst. Hmm. Yeah, it's really important. I've had quite a few clients over the years um, that will put all paperwork just in a tub, so unopened letters, and it can be months. And so then it gets stressful when you get a reminder or you get an overdue notice. Like, that's not a nice feeling. And so I think what you're saying is really important. It's dealing with that fear and not necessarily having to pay it straight away if that's not possible but at least knowing what it is. The other thing that's really important with bills is that if they, if you can't afford it, if you are really concerned about how you're going to afford it, ringing the provider as soon as you get the bill and flagging that with them is so much better than getting an overdue reminder or we're going to cut the water off letter and then ringing them and saying, hey, can we sort out how I'm going to pay this? Brilliant. So please, 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 please take control of this (laughs) area of your life and realize that you have the power to control this, not the other way around. Beautiful curse. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so once people bring in paperwork, so we've talked whether it's from the car, whether it's from the letterbox or whatever, however it comes into your home, whether it's a child or a partner, what do we do with it now? 
do we just dump all paperwork on the on the kitchen table? Do we put it in the drawer? What's your suggestion? This is what I do in my home. Uh-huh. We deal with that ASAP. So if it's coming in from school pickup, I've got plenty of time most nights, some nights, I've got time to either uh-huh. sit there straight away and pay the bill yep. or schedule it to be paid. So um, truth be told in our family, Simon pays the bills. <laughs> But that's what he does. Like I open yes. the bill, I put it on his desk and he pay and he schedules the bills to be paid. But if I was in control, like if that sounds bad, he, we no, are yeah. solely, if it was my responsibility to yes. pay the bills. <laughs> I'm with you. Good. Hope our listeners you, are kids. too. <laughs> we know how your beautiful family works and it's very united and very equal share and yes. it's perfect. <laughs> yes. So if that was my responsibility to pay the bills, then I would do the same as Simon. I would would open my phone banking app and I would schedule the bills to be paid. And I'm sure that's what you do, isn't it, Amy? It is exactly what I do. I have a, um, I'll take a photo of it actually. I have a little tray that sits on my desk and my office is the first room that you go past as you enter our home. So everything goes into a little drawer called incoming. So school notices, bills, medical referrals, everything comes through there and I just deal with that every single day. So that includes paying all the bills, filling out school notices, well the kids mostly fill out their own school notices, but it's school notices and permission slips and anything that's paperwork goes into there, gets managed and then gets filed away. Um, I talk a lot with my clients and when I run workshops about having a in- family inbox and it doesn't necessarily need to be like a corporate inbox, but it needs to be like a little tray or something that is at least A4 size that you know that anything paperwork can go in there because often what happens in a home is that paperwork lives in multiple different places, some on the desk, some in the kitchen, some on your bedside table, some in the kids' room, and that can be really confusing. So I say that all paperwork, like all paperwork for a family is best kept in one local area, so whether it's an office or a little kitchen nook or a study, where you know that that is where all paperwork is going to be kept. And we do the same in our house. As soon as school notes come in, they get emptied out of their bags, they get signed, they get put straight back in the bags so that it's the kids' responsibility to get it to their teachers or back to the (laughs) office straight away. Same with invitations that come in. I reply, I know I'm the same as you, Amy, because I've read your book. (laughs) You talk about this in your book. And I am that eager parent as well that responds to an invitation as soon as I get it. So my school friends out there, if you don't hear from me the day the invitations are sent, good chance is my kid hasn't remembered that the invitation is in the bottom of their bag. Yeah. (laughs) I just, do you know what? I get that it seems a little eager. I get that. (sighs) But how good is it when you're the parent that sends out birthday invitations and you kind of just hope that your child hands them all out. When you get that first RSVP, it's like, yes, this thing's happening. It's going ahead. It's been successful. We've got the invitations out. I put it straight in my phone that way. I yep. put the details in my phone and we have little um, magazine rack in our um, pantry. Yes. And I put the invitation in there just in case um, Simon takes the kids to the party instead and I have forgotten to put it. When I put it in the calendar, I am meant to and I do most of the time put it in as a family activity. 
Right. So it goes into both of our calendars, but on the off chance I don't, I put it in there and then, you know, every couple of weeks I go through those trays and I empty out all the school notes and everything that has already occurred. But most of the time it's in my phone and sometimes when school notes come in particularly, uh, I take a photo of that with on my phone so yeah. that I can refer back to it in case we do lose the notes or in case, you know, eager person has put it in the bin and then it also means that when one of my school mum friends goes oh my goodness (laughs) finish your sentence (laughs) they're like what's happening tomorrow what time are they meant to be on their school excursion what do they need to take with them I can go here you go here's a photo but for my school mum friends I know I have been that person asking you. So I am not perfect, peeps. I have forgotten to take a photo. I don't follow my own systems 100% of the time. So oh. you have grace and freedom too, my friends. Oh, I know. And that's the funny bit. Like I'm the mum that gets the text going, oh, what's happening today? And Because it is. You, they know that you're going to have it because you're organised and it hasn't taken a lot of effort. I think sometimes it takes way more effort to leave the school notices on your desk for a week and a half <sighs> and then the stress of, oh, no, is that meant to be due back and what do we do with it? I just think get it done. Like as soon as anything comes in, we deal with it then and there because the headspace is gone. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that's not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, toys, wardrobes, pantries, jewellery and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on entryways. We keep hooks right next to our door for our keys. Mm. So that coming and going, we put our keys straight away. So if you haven't got somewhere to store your car keys, you can go as simple as what Kirsty was saying, and that's just putting a basket somewhere near the door or on top of something that you know where it is and just make sure they always go in there. And for us, that's just hanging them up near the door. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. So I think knowing what your system is can be really important around paperwork. Um, I've been an office manager in quite a few different companies before and, and manage our own paperwork for our family. And as I was talking before about our trays and the top one is my incoming. And then the second tray is receipts. So our family keep and record every single outgoing and incoming um, transaction that we ever make. So what I have is the drawer that is called receipts. So every single time someone makes purchase, we get a receipt and they go straight in there. So what that avoids is our wallets being full of paperwork because every night my husband and I both empty our receipts into this little drawer so that when I come to do the monthly finances, I have everything I need to reconcile the credit card. Uh, And I know so many people have these wallets that are just ginormous. So if you are someone who keeps receipts, can I suggest that you, even if it's just a little box, they don't need to be filed. It just needs to be somewhere they can go and that's part of the process and that's how you alleviate time and stress when it comes to paperwork. Excellent. We don't keep receipts. No? No. Do you reconcile your credit card? Yes. But Simon does it every couple of days. Yeah. Okay. So it's much easier to follow. So we remember, you know, he'll, you know, we'll sit down and chat and he'll go, what was this $20 that you spent here? And what was it for? And we record whether it was for entertainment or food or fun or... What is your biggest beef personally with paperwork? That's a good question. I don't think I have one. I think, okay, no, maybe I do. I think that even in our decluttered home and even with us being fairly intentional, I think we still keep too much thinking that we might need it someday. So um, we are getting better at that. Um, It is a work in progress. Uh, but I think that, and probably Simon's, probably Simon's biggest beef with paperwork would probably be the sentimental items that the kids and I keep. Yeah. Do you have those contained though and in one particular spot? Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. So they're not disrupting family life too much. No. And we don't have any paper clutter anywhere in our house. You'll find a little magazine folder, like magazine holder in Simon's study with the paperwork that is waiting to get filed. Mm. But we literally file maybe every couple of months because we really do not have a lot to that's left over from filing. So it just becomes um, when that magazine folder is too full, that's Uh when we go and do the filing. Yeah, cool. I do filing every time I pay a bill. So once I've actioned a piece of paper, then it gets straight filed straight away. And all I have for each year is an A4 ring binder folder. Um, and that keeps any paperwork I need for the year. And after I've seen my tax accountant in July, I go through and get rid of 95% of that stuff because we don't need it any longer. Yes. So that's another big tip I give to uh, the people I work with is I say to get all of your bills on emails yep. um, so that you don't have paper clutter because you actually don't need a record of what you've paid No. in physical copy. Because even if you're doing it for tax purposes, an electronic copy is sufficient for ATA purposes and usually sufficient for your accountant as well. And if you desperately needed a paper copy of a pass-gone bill, it's just simply called to your provider and they will be able to email that out to you and you can print it off. It's not like you need to keep 
the last five years worth because you might need one. Yes. So I often come up against that question of what if I need it Mm -hmm. and I suggest that. But also when, if people do, some, some people really love physical holding physical things and knowing that uh-huh. they've paid it and seeing that paid written on it. So what I suggest is that when the next bill comes in and you pay that next bill, yeah. then let go of last month's bill or That's last quarter's idea. bill. Because then you yeah. only need to, because then you can see on that copy of that bill that's come in, it says yeah, the record. last month you paid this much. So you can yeah. see that you've actually paid that bill. So you can know within yourself that you paid it. You've got physical evidence that you paid that bill because it says it on the bill. And then you Aww. can let that old bill go and just hold on to that one and reconcile it with your credit card or, you know, bank statement and then reconcile it with the next bill that comes in and then let go of that one. Just keep that last bill if you feel you need to keep some paperwork in your home. Particularly, I find that some of our older listeners may find that it's difficult to get rid of paperwork if you're not confident with online transactions. Um, I know there's been just a couple of people that I've worked in their homes where they say, look, I know that I could get it online, but I've grown up getting bills like this and this is what I'm familiar with. So, you know, don't be too harsh on yourself if this is all brand new for you and you need someone that could even give you a bit of a few tips and tricks on how to do things online. Um, It is better for our environment and it's way better for your clutter. You can reduce it significantly when you don't have all that paperwork. Yes. Kirsty, I was going to ask you, you're a scanner, aren't you? You're someone who scans things and because I'm not and I'd be keen to know what you do, how you do it, what programs you use, what does that look like? The ATO has got an awesome, awesome app that you can use for your personal use or your business use. And you can actually scan your, you can take a photo of your receipts and attach the photo to the information in this yep. um, in, in the ATO's app. My mm. friend Nicoletta actually put me onto it and it is awesome. So you can record all your incomings and all your outgoings in this app and you can also record travel expenses. So if you are like Amy and I and you drive to places for work that you can use as a tax deduction, then you can record the kilometers and then, you know, hand that all that information to your accountant or if you're doing, you know, your own e-tax, it's all there in the app. That's clever. So I will give a link to that in the show notes because it's a really great um, app that replaces your need to keep all those receipts, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) See, so there's the other side of receipts. I know there's so much we could talk about. So maybe we'll finish on this and we'll talk more about paperwork next week again. Warranties and receipts for items that you may want to return. That's a whole different category. And I was just thinking then that because I purchased so much IKEA stock um, for clients and for myself, I actually have a little um, document wallet where I keep the IKEA receipts until they're not needed anymore. Yes. So, for instance, I've got to go to IKEA tonight and I know I don't have anything to return, but I know I've got a shopping list. But once I come home with my receipt and it's entered in through my um, spreadsheet, it'll actually go in there. So, there's nothing more annoying than trying to return a kettle when you got rid of the receipt, the warranty, the everything, and you knew it had a two-year warranty and you spent $80 on it. 
but you can't do anything about it because you got rid of everything. So something that a system that I set up in almost all of my clients' homes is a warranties and receipts box. So not receipts as in you went to the supermarket and bought a you know bottle of water and a thing of ice cream. Receipts for items that you actually would potentially need to return. And they go in a box with your warranties and also with your instruction manuals. So I say put all of that in one box. Don't sort it. Don't categorize it. Don't go through and alphabetize it. Put it all in one box for the occasion when your whippersnapper does actually die within warranty. You can quickly flick through that box, find the receipt and the warranty, and obviously you can handle um, the the warranty replacement from there. Because having those things on hand is actually a really responsible thing to do. You've already spent the money, you've been given a warranty, so to throw all that stuff out can be really frustrating. Um, and I find too then, while you've got them when you need them, if you want to sell, say, uh, uh, an electric piano, you bought it, you've got the receipt, you've also got your warranty and your instruction manual. When it's time to sell it, you can put all those things together and hand it over to the new owner and that will actually increase the value of things that you're passing on to new families. So my only caveat to that or addition to that actually is fill in the warranty card (laughs) when you get the product. If you're going to if you're hoping to claim for the warranty if something goes wrong, fill it in. Usually a lot of things you actually have to fill in paperwork as soon as you buy it and potentially send it off to the company. So do that. I have That's right. cannot if it's important. tell you how many warranty cards I have come across um, that haven't been filled out with the with the information and therefore you can't actually claim it. So That's a great and, idea. And the other thing is to go through that box semi-regularly yes. once a year and get rid of all those warranties and um, instruction manuals for the things that did break or did get replaced and you never claimed and you Absolutely. chucked in the bin. Because, uh, for instance, I went to a client the other day and we were going through lots of stuff and we were chucking out loads of paperwork and mm. uh, we came across some warranties and some manuals and we were like, I said, do you have this anymore? No, 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 no. And so we got able to get rid of a whole lot of instruction manuals and warranties. The only other thing that I often say to clients who are not necessarily resellers of products Mm. (laughs) is don't keep the manuals. You can find most manuals online. online, so don't keep them. Absolutely. And I would say that's fairly standard across the board is that manuals for pretty much anything now, you can download in PDF form. And if you desperately need the hard copy, you can print it if you want to. Yes. One more thing I did want to talk about, because I think that this is really important and I reckon our listeners are going to be like, oh, but but you didn't talk about this, which yeah. I'm sure there's lots of topics within paperwork that we haven't covered today. But birth certificates, marriage certificates, really, really important documents. What do you do with yours? I have a a plastic pocket, like a, whatever they're called, a sleeve in my current folder. See how I said I have an A4 ring binder for every year? There's always one that's current year. And I have a couple of plastic sleeves that gets transferred every year to the new folder. And our birth certificates and important documents are one of those. And so th- I always know where they are because they're always at the back of my current year folder. It's really simple. What are What's in those f- files? What is really important? Oh, birth certificates. Marriage certificate? Business uh, registration? 
business registration sits in a business folder and that's not gear dependent. That's just got my company registration and my business registration and my, I'm just having a look. I'm pulling it out right now and I'm going to tell you what paperwork is kept in there. You ready? Yes, please. So we have a copy of Cal's birth certificate and a duplicate from when he had to provide a copy, the copy of mine, the copy of Elijah's. Oh, here we go. My certificate of marriage. That is in there as well. Good. <laughs> and that's it. Excellent. The idea of the current folder for each year is that, you know, we're not in a bushfire zone true. However, we do have a bushfire plan for our family. Um, and part of that plan is if we have time to grab the current folder because we know also in there are current scripts for medications um, and current medical histories. We've got children that do have a few um, complex medical histories and things that doctors would need to know if we had to go to a new surgery. And so this folder has everything we need in it should we need to rush out the door. So much fun talking about paperwork. I really want to do this again next week, Kirst. (laughs) Well, let's see if we need to do it next week (laughs) (laughs) or if our listeners may need a break and they can ask us questions during the week about what actually um, they want to hear in this topic because, we, as we said, we've only scratched the surface when it comes to paperwork. There are so many more tips and tricks that Amy and I can give you around this topic. So hop on the Facebook page and totally engage with us over this week on the posts that we put up and give us your feedback on what you'd love to hear more of. We A lot of our episodes are now being at the request of you beautiful listeners so this one was actually requested several times um so we push you know squeeze it in here this week because we want to we we love you listeners and we want to give you what you want so you wanted paperwork so you've got a scratch the surface paperwork we will definitely cover this topic again in more detail and with the topics that you would like us to cover and if you have any other suggestions please suggest away we'd love to talk about what you would like to hear about in you how to declutter and organize in your beautiful home and I just quickly, as we're heading out, I just wanted to give a shout out to a few people that have given us reviews on our Facebook page. So to Jack Peck says, I'm really enjoying the podcast, ladies, having binged in the space of two weeks. It's authentic and real and is keeping me motivated. So thanks, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Um, and Timothy Welsh, two enthusiastic professional organizers, talking shop, sharing tips and tricks. If you're interested in this topic, you're going to love it. So thanks, Timothy, as well. We love hearing your feedback back. You guys are awesome. Have an amazing week and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a girlfriend a favor and share this episode so she too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook at simplyorganizedpo. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as feelslikehomepo. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app, so if there's anything you want more information on, then check it out there. If you love what you hear, we would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes and you can always subscribe to us. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some great tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home organized. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.